0: Yo. 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 What's up, man? Man, peace to the God, man. You already know, man. Handling another tragedy of our people, being a leader for the yeah, day. Yeah, that's why I called you,
1: man. I was, uh, I've been hearing about that on the
0: radio a lot. I'm sitting on the TV, man. That's crazy. Yeah, man. You know, it's it's one of them explosive times where people are uh, ready to do something and they're ready to act. You know, it it, it always gets to certain junctions in time where. You know, it it used to be where people would just comment, post, and shit like that. But these people are feeling like they're ready to go violent. They're ready to get an eye for an eye right now. So America is in trouble right now. And there's a lot of stuff brewing um, that the world needs to pay attention to. Man, it's crazy that even like during this whole pandemic, where it's like a whole bunch of chaos going on everywhere, every day, man. It's just. It's to the forefront now though, you know what I'm saying All one time well that's the goal man. of these devils man to keep us distracted so we can never get focused and so it's like a dream is not encompassed upon like nobody's dream is to end the nightmare per se that's not what the dream is the nightmare is what blocks the dream and so black, black people in America haven't had opportunities to like focus and build and this has been a very productive time for a lot of people So it's like we got to find time to be revolutionaries and business at the same time or or be like myself, a business revolutionary. So it's like solution based. Everybody wants you. What are the steps? What are we going to do? And and, and number one, I always tell people first, before you ask anybody that question, ask yourself, what are you going to do? What are you willing to do? Why do you want to do anything? And how are you willing to do something?
1: I don't want to get charged, man, but it's clearly on camera, man. And they say he wanted well, the cop to put his hand in his pocket to um, so he put, put more pressure on his leg
0: while he was talking him. I said, man, this shit crazy. Man, and, that, and that's yeah, why some people are suggesting that, you know, we attack the insurance companies um, so therefore it could put pressures on the cop and try to bankrupt either some of these systems because, you know, the the, the insurance companies the one who insure the cops. understand me and these cops got to pay out these lawsuits when they lose if they do something that's unlawful or uncivil so i mean there's many different ways you attack a system one thing that i just promoted to the people is that we got to have uh bail bonds groups you know i mean like uh bail funds and lawyer funds for like people let's say if if i see you getting attacked on the street by a police officer unlawfully and i step in then we should have like a black fund that assists individuals who stepped in so that you don't just be stuck in jail or you have proper representation where you ain't got to cop out on something that, you know, you otherwise may have took the court and beat. Let me me ask you a question, right? Now, what do you think about, I mean, mean, you just said that we need to um, focus more on the dream, you know, we need more time to focus on, you know what I'm saying, the dream and
1: the solution, right? So what do you think about Benjamin Crump? I'm taking, taking on all these high profile cases at one time. Do you think you're going to be able to focus on each one, have a focus on each one since it's all happening
0: at the same time? No, nah, that's why, you know, coalition of lawyers need to be working on these cases. And Benjamin Crump, I'm not sure about his record. I don't, I haven't put much study into him. But from what I've heard about him, from what he the people, yeah, the people don't like him. The people keep wondering why. And what happens is a lot of these times, man, these, These families, they they hear about these high-profile lawyers and not knowing the record of these lawyers, and they just reach out to like, yo, I want this to be a high-profile case, so let me go get a high-profile lawyer. So, yeah, I don't think that, you know, one individual should be uh, representing all people in all these cases because I know for a fact he ain't going to be able to focus and get these things done. And I'm not sure how big his team is, but if he got a bad record, then don't hire a bad lawyer.
1: He just yeah. checked on cases, case moves no, on case no, these last few cases, um, profile cases happening in, um, the last 30 days, and he on top of
0: all of them, Making doing interviews, what we keep talking about, the girl who was killed in the home, and today he's talking about, I can't hold on, I don't know his name, what is his name? Oh, um, George Floyd. Yeah, the, the guy, yeah. Then now he, he, got the case. he just, No, going we, on. we need a coalition of black lawyers that work around these things, like a, and that's what I just started a um a group, um uh, messaging group to where it's a bunch of black lawyers online because we're trying to get bond for these young men that was um or well, not even bond because they in D.C. and D.C. apparently you don't know, have a bail system, so we're really trying to get them some um, representation. Because what they did is they seen their homie that was on the block and the cops was harassing them and they trying to arrest them or whatever. So they stepped in and started fighting with the cops on some soldier shit. So the video went viral and everything. And, you know, everybody was saying that they willing to put some money up. So we trying to figure out who the young men are, get their names, you know, help get them out of the situation. So that young black men uh, and, and, and women feel like, yo, if I put my life on the line, is the people going to help me as well? And this this a good move. I see what you said. Like it's a domino my effect. So people, man, we got your back. Man. Right, so we stand up for your rights. Right, right. Like you, you, you stood up. We appreciate that. Now we going we to stand up for you. You feel me? That's that's a that's how a family unit moves. Man, I, you know what? I'm afraid, like, it, it's like when all these stories happen, bro, it be high profile for a couple weeks and then protest and root, and it go back to normal. Like, like they, Will Smith had said something, he said racism thing been going on, it's just on, catching it on tape nowadays. You know what I'm saying?
1: Right. Now, what do we have to do for it to quit happening? But I don't, I don't think racism going to ever stop, man.
0: It's like, well, the, doing the, 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 people, the people who. Um, who racism is perpetrated on have to get into a better position of power, right? So when, when it's not like the cops don't, dis, like if you were racist, you just like a lot of different races, not just black people. You just like Mexicans. You just like Asians. You just like Jewish people, but they got power though, in an organization. And so is black people getting to a point of power organization economically to where, it makes it harder for them to try to implement their racism. So it's is it's, it's not like oh we just expect cops to not be racist. No, we expect us to be in a position of power where they can't institute their racism on us. Mm-hmm. So, then, then, but then even even when we do get like black
1: leaders in power, right? The black the black people are, are kind of slow down. They um. What's, what's the word? I'm looking
0: for the, the force behind that black person because they don't want to make that black person look bad when they're in power. So, they'll quit. You know what I'm saying? Boy, if, they, if something goes bad, then I want all the problems to be on that black person's shoulders and see the face of it, you know? Well, yeah, that's why we need the coalitions of so many black people that it becomes an idea rather than a person. You understand me? And right. one thing I was thinking about was we just create a standard. Right, a black standard. When people ask, "What, what should we do? What we go do? All of these different things." And number one, in our culture, let's take entertainers. Entertainers right now are getting a super bad rap because you see how unessential that they were during the COVID nineteen crisis, the quarantine. You understand me? And now in this police uh, terrorism situation, so it's like, yo, okay, what is the standard for black in our culture? Does does when does a black person? Uh, mean that if we allow you in a culture and you are somebody that you're celebrating and we're spending money with and we validate, that means that you're somebody who stands up on issues. That's some, somebody that puts money towards these issues. That's somebody who has a particular message or a particular moral or integrity that they stand on. That's a person that's um, supporting these organizations and, 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 and are in a coalition of that and utilize their platform and influence in some matter. What's the standard? So... When you create a standard for black men, women, and influencers and celebrities, then it's easy to be able to see who fits that standard and who doesn't. So essentially, the standard is for everybody to act according to some participation of leadership. You Understand me? And then, of course, you're going to have standout individuals that are more just 100% leaders all of the time. Like a, but like yeah, a, like a black
1: template. A yeah,
0: template, right? you know
1: what I'm saying? Yeah. Show everyone knows.
0: Cause we call too many people black who ain't. We look at the they they had the situation right. There was a uh, Rachel DeLoza. She was the head of the NAACP or whatever at the time, and found out that she wasn't really black. And then you have somebody like uh, Doja Cat, who were found on on racist chat lines. She was, right. and she's yeah, half black, but she was celebrated about being one of the four black women to get number ones. On the, on the billboard or in the top 10 on the billboard. And the courtship celebrated that, but her acceptance into courtship was the fact that she made a song called Bitch, I'm a Cow. And so it's like, what standard did we have for blackness in the first place when you want to go counsel somebody? Because we allow any and everything in our courtship. You can talk about niggas. You can talk about bitches. You can talk about killing niggas. You can talk about lewd sexual acts. You can talk about drugs. It ain't no standard but they even let other other races become rappers and accept it? You know what I'm saying? Right. You got, got the Eminems, the uh, T. E. He, S. the Nine Rose. So you know what I'm saying? Post Malone. And these people making money, but they ain't doing nothing for the black community. Right. And, and see, that's the danger. So the the standard becomes is like, yo. um you know, if if, if if we don't have a standard for who we call them black or allowing in black culture, then how can we create accountability when people don't meet a certain expectation, alright? So it's like, I my standard for black ain't about your melanin, though. My standard for black is about your mindset and your actions. So if I look at somebody like Sean King, right, a lot of people be on his helmet and saying that he's not really black or he's half black or I don't know what is up with his ethnicity personally, but you know, I reached out to him a couple of times and, and I told him that, you know, he's a modern day Martin Luther King because of how he utilizes technology, you understand me, to organize people to get shit done efficiently. So for me, it ain't about the question of his ethnicity, it's about the question of his integrity and his ability to be able to help others when in place of him who would be bringing, and that's not to say that nobody would be doing it, but you, if you want to replace a person and, and, and tear down the person, then what are you gonna do in place of the people that they help? Right. Like if you what's your action plan for that? You saying this person ain't black enough to help black people? That don't make sense to me. But somebody else who who does nothing for black people, you can take somebody like let's say uh a little boosie just as an example. Right? Now little boosie don't promote social justices. You understand me? But he's accepted in black culture or Gucci, man. So it's like, what is our standard for being black? And you got to make a separation between a person that's black, a person that's a nigga, and a person that's an African-American. Because these are three different type of frequencies of melanated people on their thinking scale. Nah, see, nah, we'll, Nah, he we'll
1: actually do? Do the social justice thing. And all his music about that you know what
0: I'm saying? Police brutality and all, and all his music. And well, I, 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 I get it. that. But but, he, but I'm talking was, about like particular specific cases to where like you, you, you're you creating organization or where you're getting people out right. of jail and you're getting people to call governors. And I'm not talking about like you having an experience with police brutality and you speaking on what's happening in the hood. That's A lot of rappers do that. But they don't actually promote and produce change though right it's just bringing awareness to something like fuck the police it's something that ice cube did you know what i mean initially a long time ago but ice cube is also somebody who create leagues for black men you understand me to and promote ownership and and and, and i'm sure is involved in many different things like that's a different kind of example of fuck the police than you talking about the shit yeah, it's just
1: it's time. It's time for man. People just step up, to take leadership positions, man. But like you said, start, it's all start with the mind frame. So to, to to black people get their mental health together, bro, it's gonna be hard to try to get everybody to recognize and take the veil from over their face and see what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And we gotta we gotta have like a spiritual point of view of what we're gonna
0: do first, because it's not gonna work with, work if we just try to fix the physical realm of things. You know? No, absolutely. And you you, you be right at the core you got to start with you right um yeah. and the most powerful thing you can ever do is to start with you and what does you mean you understand me and so you hey. is like this this all representation of everyone and like as you, if, if when you a baby you understand me and you get named after you come out your your parents um or your your mother's body and then they put a name on you you understand me and then you be start to become um, that name you start to become how you're shaped as a child and then people ask you who are you and now you have a name to go along with that existence and shaped experiences to go along with that existence but the essence of you you understand me is your nature right. and people have wrapped themselves in trying to become something instead of realizing who they are and once you get away from the ego of who i am the i is that 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 shit the i and all of these other different things that's the ego the i is the ego talking to you but you are the all that you are what you is is the essence of who you are and so as a people we have to get away from um, the egos the names the ideas and really realize what our nature is and that's what i consider as that that is what i consider black like you said, change the black standard and, and start putting up those positive images and, and and making those images cool. And black people, you know what I'm saying? That's the only way that things is starting to shift. You know what I'm saying? That'll be the beginning of the shift. So you gotta change the information back to expecting other areas of their life. Yeah, I mean you know, that's so you absolutely it. right. That's that's what happened during um the nineteen nineteen though. Marcus Garvey he started to create a shift in yeah. the mindset and that's what happened to Unabolijah Muhammad. When he created a shift in the mindset and gave them something different to digest and and, in the forms of not only books, he changed the way that they dress, changed the way that you eat, changed what you wear, changed the places you go to, changed the whole rhythm and pattern of your life, and now you can get back to who you really are, you understand me? Not the nigga that they made us to be. And so, of course as a people, we got to get to a family unit. And that's, that's like I said, that's going to continue to be my focus because if we move like a family, that means that we move in participation of loving ourselves and loving each other. And the problem is, is that we can't love strangers because we don't really know each other. So you walking down the street seeing a black man getting harassed, yes, that's a melanated brother, but he a stranger at the same time. So when you create a certain standard, a certain code, let's say if you dressed a certain way, and I'm walking down the street, and I see a black man in a suit and bow tie, I say, oh, that's an F-O-Y. That's my brother. I know I gotta go help him. But if I let's say, if I see a, uh, uh, I walk down the street, and I see a nigga, and he got on all his blood colors, or his crip colors, you feel me? Then he's like, oh, that's a nigga getting harassed by the police. See, that different standard of value that we disassociate, because it's like, oh, that's not my family. You understand me? Which means that's not my business, because family is a business at the same time. So it's like, how do you get to know these people? For one, if we had an operational standard to it be like, look, even, even if it was just a pin that you wore or something that is an identifying factor that say, look, I think like you. So when I see you, I see myself and I'm, I'm ready to help you. And so you help me as well. And so, because by helping me is helping you. So it's like when we can create that standard now, we got a family to be like, all right, I know how you think. I know what you believe in. And we set the same standard for each other So now we're going to protect each other In whatever efforts that, And support each other In whatever efforts that we can hey, right, right And you know what uh, every, every day is right You know Like It's like
1: no No Like you're saying What's up somebody That's you know, like What's the weird So I was kind of worried For the day Right you know,
0: No, the it. like they don't. No, nah, nah, because you know, man. the mind is what makes the man. Yeah. So you get to wonder what kind of man you are based on the type of mind that you have. So it's like I came to a a point of understanding um, about women and the conversation and the context around women, right? And you can tell what kind of man you are based on how you think about women. You understand me? Now, if, if if you only see women as an opportunity to get your pleasure off of, then that's a man that doesn't give to women what they need. And women, in return, give us what we need, which is number one, life, of course, and family. But she raises the point of civilization. So if a man is just moving by his desire in his sexual organs, then that man is 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 in communication only with his his uh his lower nature. He not on his higher self. So that's not a divine man. You you can tell what type of man is. The way the man treats the world is how he treats his woman. You know what I'm saying? So if a man like you just said, if he out here just just doing just make
1: messaging everybody else for his own self his game, he don't do his
0: woman take that the same way. Right. And and that starts with every day. I think people think like, oh, I ain't been doing it right, so I ain't got to start. Like, you just start, like, wherever you at. It's not saying you perfect, you're striving, because a lot of times when we had these conversations, you know, a person would be thinking like, all right, well, shit, I ain't perfect, I ain't going to change that part of me. Like, nah, bro, you ain't got to be perfect to start changing that part of you. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the thing. Like, you got to leave it open for people to realize, like, and replace the word with change, with growth and evolution. Like, I don't... you Because change is something we fight against. We become defensive when somebody try to change us. Because he's like, yo, you trying to take away from who I am. People, people got to start seeking truth. And truth is anything from a divine perspective, you know. So until you figure... And, but you want not know the, the divine perspective until you start getting back and forth. with the divinity and reading the different scriptures
1: and whatnot. So once you learn the truth, and you have a divine perspective... Then you can, you know what I'm saying, change your way and, and, and evolve and grow into the, you know what I'm saying, the divine the, the, the image that you're supposed to become, you know. Absolutely. That you're supposed to be. Why not? But like I said, man, it's what we're reading and, and learning new information. When you learn new information, you have to be vulnerable and
0: open to. It. So it, it also, it's a mindset, man. You know, you got to you gotta change your, you can't go into nothing new with your old perspective. You got to yeah. be open-minded. Yeah. You said key. You have to be vulnerable or sensitive, and, and and open to be able to receive that which can allow you to grow. Yeah, because I, I, I swear to God, man, the information is a powerful weapon, man. Because you got to think, man, obstacles and, and the hardship is never gonna stop. There's gonna be things that come up along your path in life in the future that is gonna be hard, but once you are loaded with the information you'll be a little more relaxed in handling those obstacles that come because you are, you got the information to have a kind of maneuver through those situations. Right. But until you start seeing yourself things, until you change your information diet, you're going to keep going and looking at it from that one perspective that you have, a negative mindset, so you got to shift it. Yeah, into a power you mindset. That might be the word for tomorrow, shift got Yeah. That's why I think of things in terms of, 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 of power. And I want to eliminate the usage of, you know, the uh I and me, and, and only speak from you. You understand me? Mm-hmm. Because you is that universal. When I, all. That I, when I say, I say the I is masculine, and the me is your feminine. The me is anything that can
1: be influenced, That's your I is objective. You can stop that. For example, you can say me, that's my swag. I like those clothes can change
0: this, I don't like that no more So your eyes It's your masculine self Yeah but see you know what I mean? it, it 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 also represents this You're right when it comes to Because you know Ego Is definitely uh, Can be a masculine thing You understand I me? Mean, you don't get rid of ego But don't always speak from Or talk to it Right Because When you When you're talking through you And I say yo What do you want to do Right And so a person asks you How are you Or Or you know, who are you, then you already addressing that I'm something, right, and, uh, the, the you already is an essence within itself, but then outside of that, like, when a person asks you, like, if you got a nickname, Lil Steve, or, or, or 19 Keys, they ask you, why you come up with that name, how you come up with that, right, because they know that that part of me is self-created, that's what I came up with, the i came up with right but then nobody asked you like how did you get your name your original name because they know that that's what your parents came up with that's what they named you and then our parents always told us we give you names so that you can grow and become attributes of those names so that's what you start to add on to you but when 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 you think about how powerful you are right not how powerful your name is not how powerful like oh i want to become the greatest nigga i want to become the greatest rapper on the credit greatest writer Those are things that you can become, but you are already more powerful than all of those things that you put on yourself. If anything, we put limitations on ourselves based on what we try to become. So when I'm I'm thinking about who I want to be, that's the ego thinking from the self that I, I want to filter my experience through. You understand me? So it's like when I'm thinking about who are you, and if I ask myself that question, like, who are you? Speaking to myself. You understand me, so for me, it's like the proper way to answer that question. Somebody asks you, like, who who are you? You understand me? And and to me, the proper answer is that I am you. You understand me? Because I'm that eternally all. I, I I'm limitless in the things that I can do. And what that does to me is it um it, it, it gives you the ability to recognize the essence of all your power, not limited from the things that you want.
1: that you, me, and how you gotta find the balance because, like you said, you just can't put all the power into one of those faculties. Right,
0: gotta, right. You gotta, you gotta utilize each one of them. Right. You gotta know where the time You know what I'm saying? And you, you gotta to know it. that you're utilizing Cause it. Because
1: that's how you, if you, if you notice, know that's how it grows. The feminine must be with the masculine to grow. And that's, that's the, if you can, even nature, you gotta plant a seed for it to grow on the earth. That's a feminine. When you a man and a woman
0: get together, that's how you reproduce. So you gotta, you know, what I'm saying, find a balance between both the plus and the negative in order to grow. So you know? yeah, because as you it's said it, that's how that's how you reproduce. You know what I'm talking about? Like, right. like if, if exactly. you're talking to a man and you ask him how do you reproduce, you understand me? Now, of course, he don't have a womb. You Understand me? But how can how can he reproduce? It's well, number one it's through her, or it's through his ideas understand me like life is the the process of procreation, so that goes to the point of like the reason why we deal with racism in the first place is because what when you look at an um egyptian um as a god mean and he is known as the um the uh mother of bulls or something of that nature i believe it's called but it said that because he's basically a self-created god and it said because he has a higher rate of fecundity which is basically the ability of fertility, you understand me, and reproduction like his sperms and things of that nature, but fecundity also deals with the mind as the ability to constantly produce ideas and multitudes of them, you understand me, and, and you look at through our reality, all of the greatest ideas, um, When especially when black people are given tools and ability, that's where they come from, but white men, their rate of fertility is very low, right, so if you ask a white man, how will you reproduce then now he got to go and say well I'm gonna create AI or well what I, what I'm gonna do is I'm going to stop you from producing you understand me I'm going to destroy your mind with crack I'm gonna destroy your mind your body with fast foods exactly. I'm going to kill you imagination right the greatest power that any individual can have your
1: imagination because that's, right. that's where everything starts right so anything to distort it or distracted that's
0: what the white man gonna try to do. And and like then we become fire. like them. And and, and, yeah, exactly. and what so the way I look at this shit is it's like a it's a uh it's a esoteric, like an energetic war, right? It's a thing that's called exo-cannibalism and endo-cannibalism. Now in the book of God by Dr. Wesley he broke down how, you know, uh white warriors used to utilize cannibalism as a way to be able to absorb the energy of their enemies, right? So if they they, and and then sometimes it was within like a psychosexual nature as well but you know like dominating someone and the belief was that you can steal the energy from them and then get it for yourself so it was a ritual form so endocannibalism is when you are um eating people from your own community so that's what happens when black people kill each other right we see the baddest nigga you want to kill him take that energy then be the one Exocannibalism is when you're killing people outside your community or eating people outside your community And so those are the two rituals that happen in America Because we've become them, we've become the pigs in some of our neighborhoods The Unoblaged Mommy said that a pig is consistent of a cat, rat, and a dog And there was a time where we wanted to be the coolest cats Then turn into the hood rats And then we just dogs you understand me? What's up my dog. We went from cats to dogs and calling our women hood rats. So in this experiment of the projects, we've become the pigs. And now we're fighting against the pigs. You understand me? So we are all caught up in this lower form of ourselves beyond who we're supposed to be. Yeah, man. It was a great conversation.
1: man. I can actually call you back later on. All right. Thank
0: you too. End up getting this oh, yeah, man. You know it ain't nothing, man. I appreciate you, God. I appreciate you, man. I'm, uh, we're
1: going gonna, to uh, continue this uh, conversation. If I don't call you tonight, I'll
0: definitely call you tomorrow. All right, bro. I appreciate you, man. I appreciate you, man. Love, man. That I love you. At in Atlanta, right? Yeah, I'm in Atlanta right now. I just got back. All right. I, I'm going to jump in with you. All right. Peace, God. Peace, family. That was a conversation with my good brother, Steve Jones. He is currently in already, but he will be free very soon. Uh, thank you for tapping in. It's been a high-level conversation with 19 Keys and Steve Jones, my brother. Peace.